Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the place to help you break the odds and walk confidently into your God-given purpose. Think of this show as your regular coffee chat, where we talk about life, career, and legacy. As an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and speaker, I'll be bringing on industry leaders, professionals, and individuals to join us as they share their stories of breaking the odds to help you and to help us reach the next level in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast. If you are new to the show, welcome. You guys, on the show, we like to describe this show as like your regular coffee chat where we talk about life, career, and legacy. And today we have someone joining the conversation and that person is Ashley Garrison. Ashley, I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time, actually within the Let's Break the Odds community. Um, We have a private online community where we go live around 7.30 a.m. in the mornings to kickstart our day with encouragement for the day together. And so when I heard Ashley's story for the first time, um, we had to have her on the show. But if you're meeting Ashley for the first time, let me read you a snippet of her bio. Ashley is the founder and host of Social Hour with Ash, a visual podcast that, in her words, is done by inspiration. As a native to the Bay Area, Ashley lives to inspire, bring hope, and it's her mission in life to help people overcome to become. Ashley advocates for everyone to fight to be healthy, healed, and whole in every aspect of life. During our conversation, Ashley transparently shared her story of breaking the odds with becoming healthy, healed, and whole, as well as she shared practical tips and resources that could help you too. So without further ado, let's dive in with the conversation. But first, before we dive in, I do want to say that on this show, our mission is to be a positive and encouraging environment to help our listeners break the odds in their lives. In this conversation, heavier topics are mentioned. To ensure that this content does not trigger any experiences for our listeners, we would like to provide the following trigger warning. This conversation mentions abuse. However, this episode also involves conversations about overcoming, breaking the odds, and turning pain into a life filled with purpose. This show does not claim to be a substitute for counseling or any other professional guidance and encourages our listeners to reach out to a licensed professional if needed. Let's dive in. Ashley, welcome. Hey there, Elise. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And um, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's early for a Saturday morning, but I am super excited for this conversation today. Yes, yes. Starting our day off talking about breaking the odds. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited for all of you guys as listeners to be able to um, hear Ashley's story and be able to kickstart your day today if you are tuning into this in the morning. But um, Ashley, before we really dive in, you know, we've, we've had a chance to connect offline and you had shared your story of breaking the odds and it was just so powerful and it brought me to tears and so I was did really <laughs> I, did. I teared up just a little bit I don't know if you could see it through the the zoom <laughs> we were on zoom together but it did I did tear up a little bit because it's just a powerful story and this is why I love just do, doing this podcast where we're able to connect with those who have broken the odds and so um before we really dive in, I just would like for you and your words to share your story of breaking the odds, because what I've noticed about you, and this is what um, I felt is almost inspiring in so many ways, is that you speak with such a confidence. Mm-hmm. And and um, and so I would love to know, like, how did you become this confident athlete that you are today? What has helped you break the odds 
to be the woman that you are today. And um, so I'd love for you to, to share that with our audience. Well, I literally have been um, misty in my eyes ever since the, the Zoom came on for sure. But um, breaking the odds, and I'm trying to hold it together and not cry. I don't know why I'm so emotional this morning. Hey, it's okay. This is a safe space. If you need oh, to cry, yeah. I've cried on this podcast too. <laughs> okay. I, I believe to answer your question, Elise, that's a great question. Um, being able to break the odds, the first thing that populated in my mind and my heart is that you actually have to allow yourself to be broken. Um, you can go through so many things in life where we feel like we have to be so strong, that we feel like we have to hold it all together, that we feel like we have to do everything perfect, that everything has to go in a sequence line and point and structure. And then you realize, like for me, that was me for a long time. I had this image or this, this goal in mind of what I thought I wanted to be or who I thought I should be or what I wanted to accomplish in life. And guess what? It got broken. The dream, the, the, the pursuit of it just got shattered in front of me. And um, I think I could say I've probably been broken from the beginning. I don't know anyone that comes into this life that's perfect, that has it all figured out, that has like the perfect family or the perfect setup, or some people do. Some people were born into, into greatness and some people are handed certain things. But I think like I was, I feel as though um, when the scripture says, for he is the potter and, and I am the clay, and when it says that that scripture that he's going to mold us and he's going to make us, most people, what I've realized, I'm only 34. Most people try to run and escape from the molding. Most people are afraid of the crushing. Most people are afraid of the breaking. Most people don't like the uncomfortable ability, if that's even a word, of what it would take to actually become the, the, the image or the fraction or the sculpture of what he is trying to mold us into. And so if my story, um, I could start um, with starting with my family, you know, my father is a pastor, um, my mom, um, she did work and she assisted him in the ministry, but I came from a broken home. Um, I remember my parents um, being together as a young kid and then they eventually got back together and then they officially got divorced. And um, there was abuse that took place in the home. Um, and at a very young age, I decided that um, I was going to live with my father. So that was me personally breaking the odds because whatever came over me, um, when my father told me that he would be transitioning out of the house, I just, I say it's God. He was like, tell your dad, go to him now and say, take me with you. You could take anything in this house, but take me with you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at that time how that would be preparing me for who I am today. Like we never know the choices that we make or that I guess you could say the unctions that come over us to say or to do or to act in the way that we do. But when I look at where I am today, if you ask me, where did that confidence come from? I was raised by my father. I had a, a very, very strong male presence in my life. And it's a lot opposite for someone that maybe has um, a two-parent household. And sometimes people have, I say, people had the advantages that I did not have. And so for me, I really had to define what that looked like for me. My father raised me. My mom was not a part of my life for almost 20 years. At 33 last year, I probably went, it was 20 years of an estrangement. And then I went almost a solid of three years of not speaking to her because I just, I couldn't put up with the, the start, stop, the non-acknowledgement, the lack of accountability. So that confidence, I believe it was something that I really genuinely, like I had to earn. I had to define like who was Ashley going to be? How did she want to show up in the world? Because here's the thing, Elise, 
as uh, as my own mother figure, I never had what a strong woman would look like in my life. And so for me, I had to defy the odds of, okay, I, I realized what we did not have. And so if I can take a step back, what I did not have was like my greatest setback. I, I grew up very angry. I grew up very bitter. I grew up very resentful, a lot of insecurities, a lot of rejections. And I, I even in this moment, I guess I would say, to be honest, maybe it was like a false pretense of what confidence should be, was to be loud and to be proud and to show up with anger because I never knew what it meant to show up in grace and to show up in peace and to show up in love, but it was because of my own internal struggles. And so breaking the odds um, for me and my, for my confidence, it was asking myself, literally, um, I think it was like 2000, I don't know, it was like in between 2017 to 2018, where the last conversation that I had had with my mom at that time, and I just, I remember telling her, you know what, I, I need a break. And I don't know if I'm going to come back to this relationship, but if I do, it's going to be on my terms. But at that very moment, most people could put the blame on other people. I began to really ask God, who am I? Like, like what, what is my purpose for being here? Because I've had a lot of years of just, I guess you could say estrangement, stragglement, molded, break it, put it back together. And I believe when I began to ask that question of God, who did you call me to be? Like, how should I show up in the world? I, I, I have this new term that I embrace. It's called confidence. It's a God confidence. And I allowed him to really begin to put his imprint on me. But let me tell you, Elise, it felt like the most foreignest thing in the world. I'm a true California kid, have been here in the Bay Area my entire life, but it felt like I was probably like in Norway <laughs> somewhere, like completely just like out of character, out of sync. Um, and the thing is the confidence that you thought that I would have gained from other family members, I just feel like no one had the patience to really teach me, but I don't feel like it was their place. And I feel like God just was willing to put his imprint on me and really truly understanding what it means that he will never leave you or forsake you and really wrap his loving arms around you and to care for you, to love you, to correct you like a true father would. And I believe that confidence came were really accepting God as my father, which was hard because I had an amazing earthly father. And I, I hope that answers your question. It's kind of a long-winded way to, to bring it back full circle. But I believe where that confidence started is that I had to earn it. I, I feel like I came in broken and was willing to say, you know what, let's, let's leave the pieces there and let's allow myself to be made whole in the image of what he has originally expected me to be. Ooh, wow, that is so good. I hope you guys are, I, I'm confident you guys are taking away such powerful um, takeaway from Ashley's story. And I just, first of all, just want to thank you for being so transparent and sharing your story on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. It's the only way I know how to be. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, you know, I just want to ask because somebody might be listening and they might be feeling, you know, you mentioned how you about being broken, like you feel like in order to break the odds, you've got to break something, right? You know, right. It's some sort of brokenness that has to take place. Um, kind of expand on that, um, whether someone they might have had a difficult background, um, like you said, you experienced some abuse growing up and things like that, and how you've been able to, you know, um, grow into the image that God has called you to be. Um, how did that kind of happen? Like, how did you, um, like some somebody who might be wanting to grow in their relationship with God, or they like, they might, that might be a foreign thing to them to say, wow, you're seeing God as your, your father, like a heavenly father, you know, as he's describe but how you're able to allow God to be to kind of fill the pieces that you needed to help you grow and 
and um, heal. So for someone who might be, that might be new to them, how can they, since that you've, that you've been so impacted by that and God has done such a great work in your life to help you heal, how can someone um, just baby steps begin to have that journey of healing into who God has called them to be? That's a great question. As I was thinking of like, how do I answer that? I go back to, I could go back to so many points in my life, but the thing or the one point or segment or moment that sticks out the most was in 2020. It's so fresh, right? We have, we're still within this pandemic of realizing what does life look like now? But I remember going back to the date of, uh, it was like March 17th, we're all sent home, right? To yeah. what it is for the East Coast, but it was March 17th for us, we're all sent home. Hopefully that's not a Sunday, but 17th rings a bell for me. And um, I remember coming into this place, I got like the worst news that day that I was sent home um, from work saying that, you know, it'll be two weeks, but I got the worst news um, from a family member of um, just to say lack of accountability. And I remember it, it was just in this place of where a wound had already been. And I just realized that I had literally, I had never healed it. And what I mean when I say that is I had realized like I was holding this space in this place because of the lack thereof of what my mother never did. I just thought that anything and everything could fill up this gap in this hole. But I realized like your parent or whoever this loved one is in your life, especially a parent, there's only one role that that, that one person could actually play. And I remember coming home and I'm in this broken place and I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm confused. And I had always known God because, you know, my father is the pastor. And let's be honest, like I've been in church my whole life, but I really be, believe that my relationship with God really started maybe like 10 years ago. And really beginning to understand what a relationship looks like with him. And a relationship looks like Elise and I sitting down, having a conversation, maybe grabbing a cup of coffee, going shopping. And that relationship, because we were sent home, I had the opportunity to really sit with myself. Luckily for me, I lived alone. And it was probably like the best thing for me. But I remember coming home and I was like, you know what, where I may be isolated from the world, I was so insulated with God. And I'll never forget that um, I was listening to this sermon by Sarah Jakes Roberts. I cannot recall the title, but I remember there became a part, there was so funny if I go back to literally the day that I started watching it. And I literally, I loved Sarah Jakes Roberts. I listened to her all the time. And I remember going to YouTube. I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, go to YouTube, Sarah Jakes. I was like, okay, like we do this all the time. And I get on there and I'm like, I don't know which one I'm supposed to, to listen to. I just heard go to YouTube and listen to Sarah. So I get on there and I'm a fashion girl. And I was like, oh, I really love her outfit. I'm going to, and he was like, no, scroll. And then he said, stop. And then I don't know where I click on this, on this link, whatever the, the YouTube title was for this sermon. And in the midst of her sermon, she, she says these words, Elise, she says, some of you have been struggling with your vulnerability with God. And I, I, I struggled to accept her words because I was like, no, I'm not. I'm good. I'm fine. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And I remember sitting there and then I paused and I was like, but wait a minute, but are you, are you really being honest with how you feel? Because for me, the old Ashley knew how to show up and be bold and to be boisterous and to have anger and to have rage and to tell people off and how they feel. But when is the first time that you've actually told something, told someone how, what they said or did actually made you feel? And so it's two different things. You can have a reaction versus an actual response. 
And I believe in the first time in my life, because I, I went to church, I praised God, I loved him, I gave my tithe, I gave my offering, I showed up in my Sunday's best. But I literally, for years, I just got being tired of the dress up and the makeup. I was like, when does my soul actually get to be released? Mm, wow. When I really lift my hands and sing, when is the pain of like surrender really get released? And I remember in that moment, I was in my kitchen and I'm listening to what she said. And I literally, when I tell you, like my knees buckled and like tears began to flow and I'm standing in my kitchen and I literally should have hit the floor. And I've always known God was real in so many different moments. At least I should have been on the floor. And I remember in that moment where my knees buckled, God caught me. And I'm literally like in, I would, I guess you could say in midair. And I just, I couldn't hold it. But in that moment, if someone is wondering what it looks like or what it felt like, that was mine where I was willing to say for so long, I was like, God, I'm so, and I was screaming, but nothing would come out. I was so angry and so hurt about so many different things. And I was willing to tell everybody else besides the one person that created me how to change it or how to fix it or genuinely how I felt about it. And I remember in that moment, I was like, you know what, God, I know you're real. So in this moment, I'm going to tell you, I was like, I was angry when my mother didn't choose me. I was pissed about the divorce. I was hurt about the abuse. I was mad that my siblings and I came from a broken home. I was shattered behind the fact that I didn't have my own identity. I didn't know what confidence looked like. I didn't know how I was supposed to show up in the world. And at that moment, there had been so many failures in my life. So I thought, and one thing that, um, there was a message that my dad spoke probably like 10 years ago. And he said that everything that happens in your life is necessary. And I accepted it, that word, but I also rejected it because that means that pain is necessary and pain is necessary for the journey, but it's not something that you necessarily have to continuously repeat in your life over and over and over. And so for me, I got to this place that, to where I stopped being vulnerable with other people. I stopped telling everyone what I thought and what I felt. I stopped telling people where to go and how to get there. I started to tell God, hey, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at. But I want you to take this pain, take this frustration, take this misunderstanding and God, make it into something great. Use it for your glory. And that's what it was like. So when he said that everything that you go through is necessary, it's necessary for the people that you're meant to reach and impact. Here's the thing. If you decide to not stay stuck in it, I believe that everything that I've gone through, I've been suicidal on like maybe three attempts. I have lost jobs. I have been fired. I'm a college dropout. And I don't even tr know the true definition of success. I would just know success is never quitting on yourself. It's never quitting on the vision that God has placed it within your heart. Because every intricate detail, every step, it led me to this very moment. I didn't even know that there was an Elise Dillard. I didn't know that you existed. But because of God's greatness and who he is, and his multifaceted ways, because I did not quit. I knew that I had to tell myself, actually, there's a greater purpose because there's a greater call because there's a soul out there or souls because God always leaves the 99 for the one. There is someone that will be saved because you decided to overcome to become. Your testimony, if it's just for one, then it was worth it. So I, I, I hope that answers your question, but for me, it came with me truly willing to be shattered again for, because it truly does say that he is the potter and I am the clay. That other scripture that's one of my favorites that 
um, who the son sets free is truly free indeed. I would even go back to that little girl who didn't know the confession that she made. Please don't leave me here. That was my first initial cry out of, I don't know what life is up ahead, but I something is telling me if I don't choose something outside of this, I would have never been set free. I would have never been the Ashley that's having an opportunity to speak because for so long, my, my voice was taken. I, I felt like I was silenced and suppressed for like so long. And <laughs> I guess where I felt like I was silenced and suppressed, I was still barking. I was still angry, but it was coming out in the wrong way. Now it's eloquent. It's articulate. I'm poised. I'm, I'm collected. I'm in this place where I can hear and see clearly. And I'm really allowing God to speak to me and guide me and truly mend my heart. So for someone that is looking for that, I believe it starts with vulnerability. I would say start with self. Asking, I began to ask myself the question, what happened to you? Why do you show up in the way that you do? And if you need a, a assistance in that way, maybe for you, it could be a parent or maybe it could be a counselor or a mentor or a boss that, that you esteem to. And so for me, it, it started just with a personal relationship of just seeking to understand. And the key things is so that I could be understood. And I allowed him to speak to me in those in intricate moments. And so I, I hope that leads someone and maybe it creates more questions, but I've learned that it's okay to ask questions. Just don't question so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can definitely relate. I kind of teared up when you started talking about how you getting vulnerable with God, because, um, you know, I'm grateful to have grown in my relationship with God ever since I was young. So God has been such a huge part of my life, but I can definitely attest to like those breakthrough moments happen when I let those walls down with God Absolutely. and got vulnerable. Um, and it's, it's interesting that you brought up 2020. I mean, before that, I remember as a kid, I got bullied. Mm. And um, it was very, very difficult. And I'm grateful that, you know, um, my parents were there to kind of help me through Absolutely. that. But it was something that God helped me through it in a way that both my loving parents beyond that. And I remember mm. I would just come home and just be in fetal position in my bedroom. Mm. And I would just cry out to God with tears streaming down my face. Like, God, just come for me right now. Like that's, Absolutely. you know, and it just gave me the strength to go to school the next day, you know, and mm -hmm. to keep moving forward. And even like with 2020, I mean, that was a really difficult time for everyone, you know? Everyone. And I, um, and even with that, it, I really, I recognize that I, I think I had some walls up when it came to God and I didn't even mm -hmm. think I realized it. Yeah. I think we often think of God and he is amazing God and the great I am, right? You know, great and, I am, <laughs> but we can, as the Bible refers to him as, but I think sometimes in that majesty of who he is, I think sometimes we present ourselves as like the best representative of ourselves to him when mm -hmm. really, I mean, you know, the Bible says, come all who are weary and absolutely I will give and give you rest. Yes. Absolutely. And so I had to learn to really, were you about to say something? You can go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. But um, since you did give me a second, 2020, and it sounds like you had this moment too, along with so many other people. My thing was, I said, you know what, God, this is how amazing you are. Because healing is the children's bread, right? His choice is that his children come to him for what we need. We were all so busy. We were all so wrapped up and tied up in our, in our, in our, I guess you could say in our processes and, and trying to reach and obtain success. We're literally, everyone got put on the same playing field. I don't know about anybody else, but I could not have 
manufactured the last like 18 or 19 months of my life. You know, the, the, you always heard in church, like you said, come, come to me that are late. What, what's the scripture again? And I'm paraphrasing, so don't, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's all like, good people it's like, come to me, all who are weary and burdened and I will, give and you I will rest. give you rest. And because that's the thing, it's okay to come broken. It's okay to come shattered. It's okay to come whole. It's okay to come with your riches. It's okay to come for the, the thing that people need to get is that no matter what you have or what you don't have, he is not replaceable. And that is exactly what he proved to me of despite everything, despite your suicide attempts, despite your lack of um, significance, despite your lack of love. And in in an instance, I feel as though maybe he gave me those things to realize with or without it, you still need me. But the choice is still going to be up to you for you to choose me. And I've been reading this book by Matthew Stevenson. It's literally looking at me right now. And it's like, call me out, call me out. book entitled um abba by matthew stevenson and i probably i I literally read like maybe five or six books at a time because i'm all about personal development i'm all about spiritual growth i i need something i don't do remote romantic novels and things like that i real read a book on marriage and things like that because he that findeth a wife but i need to make sure that i'm healthy healed and whole but at any rate um this book abba talks about your relationship with your heavenly father because so many different people come like for you, your parents are still married. It sounds like you come from a, a healthy, healthy, a healthy, healed and whole um, background, it sounds like. But it doesn't mean that there weren't things that transpired within that household for you to not be able to relate to God in the way that he has caused everyone to relate to him. And so for me, that book shattered me again of, you know what you do, you should choose to relate to God as your father. And the, the, here's the other thing, not to mistake that God is a God. And then I was like, well, how do you relate to a God? <laughs> but that, that's the thing of where he makes it so simple that he would literally, like, I feel his presence even now and how God comes and he, and he reaches me. He, he, he's generous to wake me up, to give me downloads for what my life is supposed to look like, what maybe a potential of what someone else's life could look like because he does, he gives interpretation of visions or he gives visions for the interpretation, but not to veer off to the left. But um, I feel like I kind of got like turned around there, but the book Abba by Matthew Stevenson was like a game shifter for me when I started reading it. I think it was like the tail end of 2020. It's the long, shortest, longest book I've ever read because I'm not finished with it yet. But hopefully that answers um, that question since I kind of stole it away from you there. No, no, that's good. And I think it just kind of ties into like what I was saying was, you know, in 2020, when I had that moment, I think we we see God as God. And so we are almost like we got to bring our best version of ourselves to him. But I've come to learn that he just wants you as you are you know absolutely and and, um and I didn't realize I had some of those walls up and I began to act like you taught said like asking the questions like God why am why is this happening why isn't this breakthrough happening or why am I you know just all these questions of things Mm -hmm. that I might have been going through I began to just really just let it out just like give God keep it 100 with God like God why why 100 why did this happen or why why am I going through this or why am I why am I in this season for so long you know and mm. just being that train and and just like you you said you had a moment where you felt like I mean before I knew it I was like on my knees tears streaming down my face I mean it was something that I will never forget in my life and it was definitely mm-hmm. a turning point because it's amazing how after that 
it was like breakthrough just started to happen in my mm. life with the things that I was asking him questions about and, and all those things. And I think sometimes God just wants us to <laughs> just come to him, you know? And so I just think that's, that's, you know, going along with what you're saying that, you know, for someone who might be going through things, you know, it's okay to go to God and ask him those questions that's in your heart, you know, absolutely angry or upset talk to him about it because he he says it all throughout his word he wants you to come to him you know and mm-hmm. so um and so it's really uh just like a father as you said your heavenly father you know a parent mm-hmm. wants you to come to them if you're going through something or if you have questions you know god is there absolutely not like this mean god that like <laughs> you know what i mean so i love that yeah um, one thing i wanted just for someone that may be listening uh, that may be questioning would a God allow these things to happen? And here's the thing, we have to remember that God is separate from people and people have choices. And I had to remind myself that God did not make someone choose the decisions that they made that impacted me. That was a self-decision. And I believe that in this moment, if, you, if you're really trying to build that relationship and that trust um, with him is to separate God from, from, the, from the circumstance and separate God from those people or that person or that place or that thing and literally compartmentalize what was said, what was done, who did it, when it happened and how it affected you. And if you can put things into place, like I tell myself, we're gonna process everything so we can place it. And going back to one more thing, um, when it came to like 2000, I think it was 2017 or 18, I began to ask God, show me what happened. And let me tell you, when you really want to be healthy and you want to be healed and you want to be whole, you have to be willing to go back to places and to into spaces within your heart and your mind and experiences and honestly relive it. There was a book that I read, Free Yourself, Be Yourself, and it talked about an individual that was struggling with drug addiction, struggling with drug addiction. And he talked about how he all he wanted to do was get high. He just wanted to get high, get high, get high, get high, get high. And when he really wanted to free himself from it and he was getting there, he almost had a split moment where he actually almost went back and retreated to using the drug. And he said, I had to pause and ask myself, what happens on the other side of the high? He said, I had to visualize me losing my job. I had to then visualize me losing my wife and my children and everything else that was attached to it. And so what the enemy of this world wants us to do is to stay stuck in that place, stuck in that place of fear, stuck in that place of um, of um, what's the, of distance, of isolation, because he only has one trick and, and one way of doing things. It's, it's a fear factor. What's on the other side is, well, we don't know, so we should stay here. I'm gonna tell you, face the fear and do it anyway. Because I, I really want, I just felt like in this moment, who may ever hear this, needed to know that it's it's not God who makes people do these things. It's a personal choice. And so I would just for, tell you to forgive yourself for staying in that place for too long. And I would tell you, take the time that it would take to forgive those people for what they did. You don't have to have the conversation. Maybe you do, maybe you write a letter and then you burn it, or maybe you write the letter and you mail it. But I would just tell you, you owe it to yourself to not stay stuck because there is someone if you are listening, if you came across this podcast, it's not by chance. There is someone. I never thought that my story would be heard or that it would come out in the way and the light that it's coming out now. It makes sense. It's clear to me that it's going to save somebody. 
And so in this moment, I want you to know that you made it. If you're hearing this, you made it. And I want to applaud you for making it to the other side. And what you need to do to continue to break the odds is to keep making it. Keep choosing you. Wow. One thing that Ashley said that stuck out to me was, and I quote, I began to really ask God, who am I? Like, what is my purpose for being here? And I believe when I began to ask that question of God, who did you call me to be? Like, how should I show up in the world? I have this new term that I embrace. It's called Godfidence. It's a God confidence. And I allow him to really put his imprint on me. Wow. You know, the mission of this show is to help us break the odds and walk in our God-given purpose. And so I love how Ashley began to ask God straight up, who am I? What is my purpose for being here? Who did you call me to be? How should I show up in the world? So good. You know, what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? How will you take action towards moving forward? We'd love to know. This community is called Let's Break the Odds, and the word let's is short for let us, which means you are not alone. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Let's Break the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. And on that note, tune in to our next episode for part two of our conversation with Ashley, where she shares how her relationship with her mother that was estranged for 20 years was restored. Whether you also have had an estranged relationship with someone in your life or if someone did you wrong years ago or if someone got on your nerves earlier today, we all could grow in the area of forgiveness. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. Hit that subscribe button and I'll see you in the next episode. Let's break the odds together. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it. And click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Let's Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you and cheer you on as you take action towards breaking the odds in your life catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.